Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are The Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Kalasia. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. So to start off today, um, I have an amazing co-host for today. Her name is Kalasia Richer. She is the current National Comms Director for the Black Conservative Movement, a live action ambassador and a member of the Future Female Leaders Cabinet, which is how we met. We're in the same um, cabinet class. So yeah, um, I'm really excited about the topics we're going to talk about today. Give you guys something to distract you from all of the crazy things going on in the world. We're not going to talk about the election at all. We're just going to talk about some other things in this weekly week, this weekly recap that has happened, um, that are not election related. Well, kind of, sort of, but not really. So the first thing, though, is kind of election related. And it is about um, this tweet that Chelsea Handler, she posted. It is a picture of her without a shirt on. And she has I voted stickers across her nipples. Um, it's pretty gross. It is weird. I don't understand the point of it. And Kalasia, can you tell us your initial opinion when I first sent you the tweet so we could discuss it? Yeah, so when you first sent it to me, my first thought was, wow, Twitter will censor conservative content all the time, but then they allow content like this to just be out there for anybody to see who has access to Twitter. You don't even have to have a Twitter account to be able to view tweets. So I really do find it disturbing that a 13-year-old, for example, could go on there and or younger and see this type of stuff. Yeah, it's pretty gross. And, I mean, Twitter has a problem with censoring in general. But what it, I feel like it doesn't have a problem is censoring, like, inappropriate content. Like, it'll censor tweets, like, words. But, like, you can – if you are following the right – well, I guess I should say the wrong people – you can see some pretty gross stuff on Twitter. And as well, not even just following, but if your followers are following them and like or retweet it, unfortunately, it will pop up on your timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point, too. Mm-hmm. So I just, and I guess I just don't understand, like, maybe I'm old fashioned, but I just don't get what, how, like, is that supposed to encourage me? Like, am I supposed to feel empowered? Like, what was that supposed to do? It made me feel really gross. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, and it kind of brings up the topic of, well, she's obviously a grown woman. Where, where does the where's the line kind of drawn with self expression, and she's grown and she can, you know, dress or not dress in however she wants. In your opinion, where's the line between self expression and just totally? I don't even know the word, kind of just totally disturbing or inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> inappropriate. 
Yeah, that's a good question. Where is the line? I mean, so as a Christian, I want to say the line. So like, I feel like there's two two ways to think of this. As a Christian, the line is like pretty clear. Modest is hottest. You cover up because you're, you know, not trying to cause your brother to stumble. You're also, I guess, preserving yourself for God. Um, so I feel like the line is a little bit easier to see when it comes from a Christian perspective. But I guess when it comes to like the secular government, like freedom of speech perspective, I guess the line is a lot blurrier because at the end of the day, I, as a, I can't arrest her for doing that. In my head, I want to arrest her and be like, get yourself together. Like you're worth more than this. Why would you do that? Um, But you know, I can't do that from a government standpoint, but I guess my thing is like, I just think it's very inappropriate for kids to see things like that, especially young boys, because specifically boys, I mean, girls are too um, now, but like specifically boys are shown like pornographic images and things like that really at a young age. And I think like little subtle, like a a prayer bet, a bare breast with like something covering the nipple like that is just like a subtle way to be like oh here look at this um because then when they see something where maybe the nipple isn't covered it's not as like shocking Mm -hmm. and I just I think there should be a line where it's like if kids are going to be involved I mean I like you know but that's the other thing too the internet anybody I'm pretty sure like I don't know anything about like Pornhub or anything like that. Fun fact, um, someone to be funny signed using the hello, those are the girls email, signed us up for um, Pornhub. Fun fact, Mm -hmm. to be funny. It wasn't funny. It was kind of childish. But anyway, um, I don't know anything about those sites, but I'm pretty sure you have to be 18 and up. But here's the problem. I mean, there's no way, do they ask you to send in a picture and like photo ID and your social security to know if you're really 18? No. So these things, like kids are getting exposed to these things really early. So I want to say if it's going to, if kids are going to be able to see it, you shouldn't allow it. But at the same time, you can't really control whether a kid sees it or not. Like people who can control that are the parents and, you know, some parents aren't on top of that. Yeah, I think it's, or I imagine it's very hard to keep track of a hundred percent of what your child is doing online right especially when if you give them their own devices because while there are parental controls for some reason kids always find a way (laughs) to access things that they shouldn't be so I definitely agree with you though there is two different ways to look at it in terms of the secular view and the Christian view yeah I do think at least I think that as from a Christian perspective, despite the she has grown, I understand that. And is, do you know if she's married or not? I'm. I don't know. I want to say she isn't, but that's just because I don't know. I feel like if you're a married woman, why would you do that? Let me. I can look it up really quick. Keep going. I'll yeah, look it up. Yeah, because I was gonna say I think that once you're married, in my opinion, you should really reserve that type of stuff for your husband. I don't think that. All of Twitter should know what your breasts look like. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not one of those people that thinks, oh, as a Christian woman, you shouldn't wear a crop top. I think that that, you know, depending on how it is dressed up, can look, um, look nice. 
But there are just certain areas of the female body that I think should be specifically only reserved for your husband to see and know what it looks like. And so I kind of felt that from the Christian perspective, it was just extremely inappropriate, not something we all needed to see. Right. But then from the secular perspective, I totally agree with you. It's, it's, anybody can see that. It's inappropriate. It's, it's porn. It's, it's a pornographic image. (laughs) Yeah. No, so, yeah, it's, it just should not be there. And I think that Twitter should regulate accordingly or, you know, I, I don't know how that did not violate their community guidelines. Yeah. But conservative tweets violate their community guidelines. Yeah, I agree. Um, really quick, I looked it up. She's single, right? Mm. But she dated Fifty Cent, like the rapper. Okay, so my did not know that. Okay, I did not know that either. Um, <laughs> that is so weird to me. That's interesting too because of how Fifty Cent came out for Trump recently. Oh, yeah, and that, okay, and that's why she felt comfortable, I guess, saying she had to remind him that he was black. Yeah. That's so, this is weird. (laughs) I feel uncomfortable. Apparently you forget you're black the moment you say you're voting for Trump. Right, of course, yeah. (laughs) But, wow, okay, so that even, that makes it even more interesting that she felt the need to do that. Yeah, as a single woman. And I think that's all part of the, I mean, Candace Owens talks about this a lot, about um, how a lot of these women, Chelsea Handler, um, another comedy lady, they are single and they have their careers and they're this, this and that, and they're so happy, but they're really not. Um, And I think that, you know, I don't know her personally, but I can, I feel as if that's probably the, I cannot imagine her being super happy um because I just I know myself there especially in my younger earlier college years um I would wear things you know I wouldn't do anything as wild as that but like I would wear things that might not have been appropriate at the time and I 100% was doing it because I wanted the attention and I don't see I, I know people say like it's that whole thing where it's like oh uh, we're wearing this because we love being a woman and we love our body. But like, I think it's okay to admit, like, occasionally there's times where you do things for attention. Like that is just yeah. the truth. Like, and I think it's okay to admit that. And I think that that's has a lot to do with why she did that. She wanted the attention. She wanted the likes that you get. And then, you know, everybody tries to capitalize on what's happening right now. So for example, the title of my last, podcast episode mentioned the election because for SEO purposes, um, the election is a popular thing that people are talking about. Hopefully I'll get more listens because of that. And when you, everybody's talking about voting. So she's like, well, let me do something that has to do with voting, but also let me get a lot of attention. Let me get a lot of likes. And then that turns into a shirtless, nippleless picture of her. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because a lot of women who identify as feminists will say that that type of behavior or presentation is empowering, 
And so I wonder, like, what your thoughts are on, do you, do you think Andor can understand why a woman would find basically wearing nothing and presenting herself <laughs> publicly would be empowering for her? So, I think it's not empowering, but I, from the perspective, so I try to look at everybody's perspective. What I'm thinking when women say that is usually women, I feel like, who have extremely strict past, like their parents or like someone has hurt them in the past about the way they dress. And now, and they feel like they had no power. They felt like they um, were being controlled and now they have the control. So the best way to rebel is to, you know, dress inappropriately. And I think that unfortunately, so I personally, I believe in traditional values, obviously. Um, and, you know, I do believe like in the patriarchy, I guess, but not in like the, we must whip women. That's stupid. Um, but <laughs> in like the biblical sense, um, I believe in it. So I do. And I think that a long, not a long time ago, but like grandparents, great grandparents during that time, there were men who abused the Bible, who abused the terms of like, who only read the passage that says wives submit to your husbands and stop there instead of it's wives submit to your husbands and husbands submit to God and take care of your wife. Like God will take over the church. I paraphrase it, but that's what it basically says. So I do think that there were times where like, there were times where women, I mean, the beginning of the feminist movement, I do think was necessary. Um, the war times where women were not treated as equal. I think that women and men are not the same, but they have equal value and they weren't treated as if they have equal value. So I do think that people who take on this persona of like, I'm going to barely wear anything. I think they're rebelling against uh, the exact opposite, which was you must cover up all the time and they don't understand the balance. And I do think that a lot of times um, we we don't, people don't understand the balance and they don't understand, they don't have anything to go with. So like, for example, like for us as Christians, we have the Bible to, you know, fall back on like, okay, that's how we know that like the people who were very, like the men that made their wives cover completely up and like beat them. We know that's wrong because of the Bible. We also know that being like completely naked or like wearing like a bikini out randomly to the supermarket is inappropriate because of the Bible. But if you don't have that backed up thing, you won't know which extremes are wrong and which extremes are okay. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that for sure. Yeah. I so I, I just, okay. I think that, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and I also, but I also, at the same time, I do think too that even non people, women that don't identify as Christians, I think that to some degree, there has to be a level of self-respect that maybe tells you that, hey, maybe I shouldn't post a video of me with a shirt off and just my nipples covered. Yeah. Maybe that's not the best thing for me. <laughs> yeah, I do. I agree. I think there needs to be, but I just, I don't know if there is. Like, I, I guess... I feel like there needs to, I just, my friends that aren't Christians love you guys all to death. I don't know if y'all listen, but shout out to you. You know who you are. Um, but whenever we have these conversations, I always go back to like, what 
where are you getting your like right and wrong and morals from? And I do think like there are pieces of us that know like, okay, murdering a random person is wrong. I do think that that's ingrained enough, but I just, I feel like there's tiny things that like, we're just humans. We just, we need help. Like we need someone, something to show us. And I think that, um, sometimes people just don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess you're right. Like it is inappropriate. And I think that people maybe think it, but I don't know because like, if I was just, I think about, like, if I was just living my life without the Bible, I feel like I'd be, well, I would be a completely different person. Like, I would be going around doing things just because I feel like it. Because that's the thing, too. Like, if you feel like doing something, then why would it, why is it wrong mm. in their eyes? You know what I mean? Yeah. I get what you mean by that. I think maybe, too, it depends on how you're raised. Because Oh, good point. Yeah, because I know that there's some parents out there that aren't necessarily christians but they teach values like having accountability and self-respect and maybe if that's the case then a woman might be raised that it's demeaning to herself to present herself in that manner even though it's not necessarily coming from a faith perspective yeah that you know that's a very good point too because you're right there are people whose parents did raise them with good morals um without having the faith backing Mm -hmm. and i think that sometimes i guess i feel like also too because of like college i feel like i just met so many people who were so apathetic toward faith and things like that that it kind of charted their life so i'm always thinking about like that but there are people who do have morals and who do follow you know logic (laughs) that don't have a faith background that's a very good point i forget about those people i don't know too many of them but i'm sure they're (laughs) okay so next topic um i'm terrible at transition so i just say next topic um okay we're going to talk about carl letts the cheating scandal for those that don't know carl letts is a hillsong pastor um, he's very famous because he's BFFs with, um, Justin Bieber. I'm pretty sure he did their wedding, right? Justin and Haley's wedding. I believe so. And he also baptized him and Haley as well. Yeah. So he's super, also he's incredibly attractive. Um, that's, you know, <laughs> that's something new in the Christian faith, having no offense to older pastors, but <laughs> let's be real. Um, and <laughs> And anyway, this isn't a funny topic, but that was just a side note. Um, He actually came out and admitted that he was unfaithful to his wife on an Instagram post. And I think I'll post, I'll screenshot and maybe post it in the stories um, one between the episodes so you guys can like see it and like, you know, discuss it amongst yourselves with your friends. Um, But I just wanted to talk about it because this is, to me, I just, it's so sad. It's really, really sad hearing these supposedly strong, faithful Christian men leaders um, falling, uh, I guess, com- committing this sin, like hurting their wives this way. Um, and I just want to discuss it because also, too, we have to, they're humans, so we have to offer grace. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still like, it it hurts. I don't, like, not hurts, like, 
I'm not going to cry about it, but it's also like, dang, like he's supposed to be a good Christian man. Like who are our, who are our regular men supposed to be looking up to? Cause like I am single right now and hearing things like this, it just is like, I, obviously I want a Christian husband. Um, so I'm like, if these are the leaders that, uh, cause you know, I believe in like, um, my husband is going to belong to a church and like, he's going to have like people like older men, like mental, quote unquote, mentoring him. So if these are the men that are mentoring my husband. Then like, that's like, what were they talking about? Like if I, if my husband was like in his small group, I'd be like, Whoa, what was, what was the discussion going on? Um, but yeah, Kalasia, can you tell me your first initial thoughts and everything? Yeah. So I think my first thought was, it just kind of like brought me to like first think of what marriage is and like from the Christian perspective of it being a promise to God, like a unity under God between you, God and your husband or, you know, him, God and his wife. And I just, I don't know what brings somebody to a point where they're going to betray their spouse in that manner and I know I think the media specifically really normalizes the idea of cheating yes time in movies and songs and like all this type of stuff but really you're betraying somebody who you might have kids with or even if you don't you've made this commitment to them Mm -hmm. I always wonder what's going on in somebody's mind during that time where they're basically disregarding all of those things that they promised to not only their spouse, but to God. And I think, I don't know, obviously we don't know the specifics of what went on with the cheating, but I think that the media kind of makes it so that it's normalized and this whole like, oh, well, he cheated, but he didn't mean it or she didn't mean it. But in my opinion, when it comes to cheating, it's a it's a leading up to. Like, there's multiple steps that have to be taken mm-hmm. for you to cheat. So maybe that's, oh, you're hiding things from your wife. You're secretly texting somebody. You're meeting up with them without your spouse knowing. And then it leads up to the whole physical stuff. So it's not just, oh, oops, it happened. It's I purposely chose to make these decisions, which then led me to ultimately cheat on my significant other. And so I kind of have a hard time believing people that are like, oh, it just happened, or I didn't know what I was doing. Because I think that steps need to be taken up until that point, or you're like time and time again choosing, okay, I'm going to take one step closer to being unfaithful. Okay, I'm going to, again, choose to lie to my wife about where I'm going okay, and now I'm going to choose to sleep with another woman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree completely. I do think it's never a, oh, it just happened there. You're right. There are things that lead up to that decision because it is a decision. I don't think it's like a, I know some people, like you said, they try to normalize it. So they're like, oh, it's just instinctually a male thing. No, it's a decision. Like it's a conscious decision that you make. Yes. 100%. Um, and then like, it just, it's disappointing hearing it coming from like Christian men specifically, because we, like you said, when you go, you're doing it before God. 
and you imagine, like, you don't think that um, a Christian, a man of God would do something like that. But I think it also just reminds us that, like, nobody is perfect and that we are all human mm-hmm. and we can't, um, I don't, I, I don't want to say we can't, I guess, I don't want to say we can't not expect it because I don't think we should go into a relationship expecting to be cheated on. No matter how, like you said, how normalized it is, I do not think we should go into a relationship expecting that. Like, that's wrong. That's unacceptable. That's not, it's not normal. That's not, even though it's being normalized now in so many subtle ways, um, it's not normal. But I do think that, I don't know. I don't know what I think, I guess. Because I was going to say, I think we should, like, not be surprised but we should because it's not right I don't know well my thing is so I've been in a relationship with the same man for eight years whoa good for you that's a long time Uh, good for you thank you and one of the things we always talk about is the importance of communication and I think that a lot of times couples get to a place where maybe one person is not satisfied or one person starts to look around. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder when that happens, although it might be uncomfortable, those are the moments when you need to cling on to your partner and be, you know, upfront and honest, like, Hey, I just, you know, I've noticed myself looking at, looking at other women or I've noticed myself like being tempted by other things. And I want to, you know, have a, real conversation with you like maybe there's something lacking in certain areas of the relationship like I just think I know those conversations are uncomfortable but I think they're needed because sometimes they can stop that right then and there maybe maybe it's something small maybe you know they spend too much time at work or whatever it is but when you don't have that uncomfortable conversation the looking around continues or you know and it just creates this wedge and then eventually it gets so far gone that you can't save it. But I think a lot of it has to do with couples just not having difficult conversations. Yeah, I agree. Cause I think communication, even though it's so stereotypical communication is key because we can't read each other's minds. And I think maybe sometimes when you're in a relationship for a long time, you think that the other person can, um really quick do you mind telling us your love story sure so thank you we we met when we were in middle school eighth grade (gasps) oh my god okay (laughs) um, we started um we started dating my freshman year of high school and um he he is my complete opposite he's very like doesn't take anything too seriously very sarcastic constantly making jokes and I'm the complete I stress about everything and I like to be serious a lot of times so we balance each other out um but one of the things that we have to go through together as a couple was so he's in the military and so when I was my freshman year in college he went away for basic training And that was a challenging time because he was away and I was away at college as a freshman. Um, So you can imagine how that could have gone. Yeah. But again, like there has to be 
trust and communication going on and kind of like a mutual understanding that just because I'm not going to see you for two or three months because I have this commitment doesn't mean that I'm going to you know be unfaithful to you and again like we had that conversation so I I don't think a lot of couples have conversations like that and okay, yeah. that's kind of not the issue but an issue when it comes to people just ending up ending up being unfaithful um to one another yeah okay everyone listening communication make sure you have that conversation make sure you have that conversation i mean wouldn't you want to know mallory like absolutely man starting to look like i would want to know absolutely the moment you start to drift i want you to text me right away yeah Yeah. about it like what's going on like i want to (laughs) know yeah and i mean first of all congratulations to y'all from high school to now that's a long time that's really great um that's that's so beautiful um and i think that's and i like to hear stories like that especially from like young couples because you guys aren't like in your 30s or anything or like your 40s um so i like to hear that because it's it's possible to be with someone that long and be faithful Mm -hmm, for sure yeah and i think there's not a lot of people talking about that. There's not a lot of stories. Cause all we hear about is like, yeah. And then he went off and cheated or like, yeah, I went off. And um, I was just talking to this person the other day and he was telling me how he went um, when he went off to join the military, his like fiance like cheated and got pregnant. And I was like, Oh God, that's so awful. That's so terrible. Um, and is all we hear are those stories. We don't hear these stories of like, success <laughs> so hypothetically because obviously we wouldn't we're not in those positions uh yet but as a married woman you as a christian married woman you find out your husband has been unfaithful <sighs> what do you yeah <laughs> what do you <sighs> what do you think how do you think you would maneuver that really difficult situation yeah okay i think <sighs> As a married Christian woman, do we have kids? Ooh, that's a big factor. Okay. Yeah. That's um, a big factor. Tell me what you would do if you did and if you didn't. Or okay. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll do if we did have kids. Okay. If we did have kids, that changes everything, I feel like. Because at the end of the day, the kids are the most important thing. And I guess... From this, and I'm saying this from the perspective of, you know, never been married, never had kids. So I could be completely wrong. If someone's listening who this has happened to you, don't, please don't judge me for my responses. Um, But I feel like it kind of comes down to what message do you want the kids to hear? Don't take nothing from nobody or offer grace and ask God to work through difficult situations. Now, I think both of these messages, I don't think there's like a wrong message um, because don't take nothing from nobody. I don't think that's wrong either. And um, seeing how God can offer grace and work through a situation, I don't think that's wrong. I don't, and, you know, they don't take nothing from nobody. I don't mean that in like a, it's anti-God at all because I do not think 
God wants us to be walked all over. And I don't think God wants us to continue to be in situations where we're being harmed. Um, but I do think those are like the two messages you want to send. Those are the two messages. Like if you stay with the person and then if you divorce them, like those are the messages that will be sent. Um, I guess it just, it comes down to that. And I think that's pretty simple. So I mean, once again, I've never been in this situation. So like maybe it's a little bit more nuanced than that. But to me, in my head, that's what it comes down to. And I kind of lean toward offering grace, but I would take some, I want to say I would take some time to separate myself, but then also too, like, that's not healthy for the kids either to be apart and then come together. Because at the end of the day, everything, the kids is what matters. Like this bimbo, crazy man cheating on me has (laughs) nothing to do with how my kid, like, I, I don't care as opposed to like how I want my kids to understand and feel about this because divorce is really hard. I, um, I'm very blessed. My parents are still together. Um, but I have friends whose parents are divorced and like, I can just, even at 20 something year old, I can just see how it's affected them today. I can see how it's brought some hurt. Um, so I wouldn't want to do that to my kids. So that's if I had kids, I think if we did not have kids, it'd be, I don't know if I would stay. I think it's the same. It's the same questions, but it's not teaching anyone. It's just for yourself. Mm. Um, I think with the kids, you're teaching someone a lesson, but like if it's, if we are together, um, like, I don't know. Like I want to, I want to say I would divorce because that's just, I don't think you should accept that. Cheating is not acceptable. And you can be with someone who will not cheat with you. But at the same time, people are, and now it's like I'm making an excuse, like people are humans, but I don't want to make an excuse for a cheater. Like, that's not right. I don't know. That's a tough question. I mean, I just hope I'm never in that situation. God, please. (laughs) What about you? I I don't know. I don't know. You go. What Um, would you do? If we had if we had kids, um, I think that I would just, so this is just my opinion and you can totally disagree. So I think as Christians, or at least as me, for me as a Christian, that there's lots of opportunities for me to get out of a relationship. Like yes. before, like when we're just dating, when we're engaged, but for me, I think once we get married, it's kind of like, okay, we're like, it's not an option anymore unless it was something that was causing me physical harm. But I think if you're not, in my opinion, if you're not a Christian woman, I think you have, while you're dating, engaged, married, up until you have kids. Because I think once you have kids, you got, you, like you said, like, kids are the priority. And unfortunately, just because the relationship between you and, you and your husband has now been fractured, that doesn't mean then you can fracture the relationship between you and your kids and him and his kids. Um, yeah. but I think, That's a good point, too. Yeah, so I think if we had kids, I, it would definitely not be an option whatsoever for me. If we were just married, I feel like it would have to 100% on, depend on, but like, how did he tell me? Did I have to find out? Like, like, did he cheat on me and then, like, come home and tell me? 
yeah small things matter to me good point yeah good yeah like did he cheat and then come home and start like sobbing to me like confessing to me apologizing to me and that's not necessarily then i would be like oh it's fine but that matters to me because yeah like okay you told me how long has it been going on you know that type of like, small stuff matters and then i feel like i would probably force him to go to marriage counseling <laughs> oh yeah either way we would go to marriage counseling yes, either way we're going to marriage counseling um but what do you think about because you know this kind of thing was a hot topic when jay-z cheated on beyonce mm. what do you mm, yeah what do you think about, <laughs> what do you think about how women tend to shame other women that make the decision to stand with their partner or work it work through with their partner. I think the people who do that do not really understand like it's being cheated on is awful. It's terrible, it hurts. But like it's so much more like especially when you have kids with someone, it's so much more nuanced than like, I am better off with me. I deserve better. Like, yeah, of course you do. But like, it's just so much more nuanced than that. And I think that's ridiculous when people shame people for staying with the person. I know that. And also too, I'll admit when I was younger, I want to say like, I think it was like middle school when um, John Edwards cheated on his wife, maybe. Um, was that middle school? I don't know. Whatever that happened. I remember thinking, why would she stay with him? That doesn't make any sense. But like now that I'm older and more mature and like I understand a little bit, a little bit things more. And I've been cheated on. I mean, I'm, I wasn't married to that person. Thank God. But like now that I have a little more life experience, I understand like it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Like if someone decides to stay, I don't think it's bad. And I don't necessarily think it's bad if someone decides to leave either. I do think like you said, factors, another factor that you were talking about that or that you um that you didn't say that I was thinking of when you were talking was was it an affair or was it like a one night slip up type yes. thing yes because that, that also makes a huge difference too yep because if you've been cheating on me for five years oh. yeah <laughs> what <laughs> and that is deliberate if it was like, and once again, still terrible, still need to do counseling. But like, if it was like, um, you know, you were drunk one night and some woman came into your, I don't know. Cause yeah. then actually if you were drunk and like a woman came, then she probably like that was, that's not cheating. That's rape. But, uh, <laughs> I don't, or like, uh, have you obsessed, obsessed, like something like that. Okay. That's different. But like, if it's been like five years and you guys have like secret emails and you have a different phone and a different credit, okay, that's completely different. Like, that's a whole nother ball game. Married or not, um, with kids or not with kids, I think that's a whole nother ball game too. Because with kids, then I'm starting to think like, are you not the person I thought you were? So should I be protecting my children from you? Yeah, not to mention, I always think cheating is must be so much work. Like you're you're, you're married, but you've been having an affair for like hypothetically like five years like that must be so much work for you to keep from your wife and children right <laughs> i don't know how people have time for that <laughs> yeah actually though but yeah okay so this was great i want to end on um a interesting positive note we've been going i we don't want to talk about another topic but we've kind of been going for a while um and i know everybody listening you guys like the shorter episodes um <laughs> so 
what is a song or album or artist or whatever, anything music related that you've been obsessed with the past, I'll say two weeks, because this week has been kind of crazy. So if it was something that happened more than a week ago, that's okay. Probably okay. So probably the new Ariana Grande album, Positions. Um, great song. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great song. Great music (laughs) video. If you have not checked out the Positions music video, please do because it's great. I've watched it probably like fifty times. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I definitely think it was a little different for her. It was a little more um, sexual for her. But so Mm. I'm not a fan of all the songs on the album, but I do think that it's a good album and people should check it out. I've been obsessed with it for the past, well, since it came out. So. Okay. Okay. I have to listen to the rest of the album. I just heard and saw the video positions and I really, really liked it. Yes. Um, so for me, it's this song that apparently has been out since the early nineties, but I just discovered it recently. And I think it is an amazing song. And I absolutely love it. And all my friends are teasing me about it because I just found it. But it's so great. It's called Zombies by the Cranberries. And I don't know if you've heard it, but it is fantastic. It gets stuck in my head. It makes me so happy to hear it. Great song. I highly recommend everyone, if you have not heard of it, to go look it up on um, Spotify or Apple Music, whichever way you prefer zombies by the cranberries it's so good love that have you have you heard it before like i don't know if i have based by name but if i heard it i might recognize it okay i'll send it i'll send it to you later (laughs) okay um so yeah thanks everyone for listening and thank you so much kalasia for coming on and being this co-host Everyone, I just want to remind you guys that we're doing the collection um, to purchase pads and tampons for my local women's shelter. We have merch on the site. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else to remind you guys. Oh, join our email list. Um, cool things coming up. I'm going to be doing blogs again. And there's going to just, I have a lot of fun things in store. So you really want to be on the email list. Um, oh, Kalasia, can you tell everybody how to like follow you, like your Instagram and Twitter and all that? Oh, yeah. Um, so. Politically speaking, I'm most active on Twitter. It is at Kalasia Richard. And yeah, I would, I'll just say that. If you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, if you're interested. In All me. right. Well, <laughs> and I'll leave the link. I'll put the link in the description too, if people want to follow. Yeah. She has a really, she has really good hot takes on Twitter. Just, <laughs> so everyone knows. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.